Alright, we got it working. I figured out why it ain't been recording because the dummy that's pushing the buttons ain't smart enough to push all the buttons. Alright, we're here this morning, Landmark Baptist Church. Beautiful, beautiful Lord's Day Sunday morning. And even as I stand here, I realize there's a lot of problems in the world. Major problems that are not going to go away. Uh, over in the Middle East, over there. And it's bad. But it's fixing to get worse. Uh, we sent two aircraft carriers over to the Middle East. And thank God we did. They shot down all the drones. Drones are air superiority. I mean, they can literally drop a missile on your head. That's how deadly the drones are. Uh, and they, they took out all the drones, and the aircraft carriers also took out three cruise missiles. Cruise missiles are able to be laser-guided from a long distance away. And thank God for superiority uh, in the mess that's going on over there, but... Uh, was made aware this morning that China has sent five aircraft carriers to the Mediterranean Sea. We've got two there. There's going to be a total of seven. And I don't know how the outcome of that's going to be. But I do want to say concerning what's going on over there, something has to be done. Uh, when you're beheading little babies, when you're just riddling there's brother yep. and his sister Shelley, praise yep. God. When you're just going in the houses and just shooting people, riddling them with bullets for no reason other than the fact that they're not you, they're Jews, they're not Palestinians, they're not Muslims. I've noticed most of our wars are over religion. But uh, they're shooting them for no reason other than the fact that they're Jews. And... Uh, I understand some of that. The Jews kind of brought this on themselves when they said let his blood be upon us and upon our children. I do know they're reaping that curse that they put on themselves when they were determined to crucify Jesus. I can certainly understand some of that. Uh, but uh, anyway, they riddling them with bullets including little children and the ones that lived from being shot, they poured gasoline on them and burned them. They burned them alive. And uh, you know that's just that's not human. That's that's like what animals do. Uh, I'm not. I could. I could never do that. I don't have it in me. The Bible says, "As much as in you," and I do have some in me. It says live peaceably with all men. Alright, brought the big guitar this morning. Amen, Brother Andy. Hallelujah, you done been out done there, Bryce. Hallelujah. But I, I couldn't do that because I had the peace of God abiding in me. Sister Rita mentioned this morning that what they're doing over there is of the devil. And she said that right. In John chapter 8, verse 44, the Bible says that the devil come. Uh, well, that's John 10, 10. Thief come but for to kill, steal, and destroy. But I'm come, they might have life, have it more abundantly. But in uh, 
John, uh, come on, Eddie. But in Matthew chapter, I'm on eight. I'm, I'm a little be little myself. Should have prayed before I started this. In John chapter eight, verse forty-four, Jesus said, "You're of your father, the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning, and uh, you know he abode not in the truth, because there's no truth in him." Uh, they fired some rockets off over there and they hit the hospital parking lot, killed a bunch of people. Of course, immediately the blame went to Israel. It didn't belong there, but it went there and they got caught in that line. I'm glad they did. But, uh, you know, I just say it like Rita. That's other devil, what's going on over there. And it is a spiritual battle. It's not going to go away. And that battle is won that the Lord is the only one I know can end it. And He will, when He sets His foot down, He will end that battle. Amen. Right now we're seeing the, I guess the writing on the wall of the last days of times that we're living in, the troublesome times. Someone wrote a song, Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear. Now is at stake. And uh, we're not a singer, so we sure ain't going to try to sing, but we are in those troublesome times. These are the beginning of sorrows. Man, I'm telling you what, Andy brought a whole congregation with him. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. We're just speaking a little bit about the problems going on over there in the Middle East. We'll be teaching this morning out of the book of Psalms. And we'll go, Lord, in prayer. Father, we thank you. Oh, how we thank you to have a Bible. Oh, my. Lord, the price that was paid just so we could have one. Oh, William Kendall burnt to death. Last words were God changed the heart of the king. And King James caused the Hebrew Bible to be printed in English, to be translated and I have one here before me right now. And Lord, there's still a battle going on over the Bible. And uh, we're just so thankful to have one. We pray, Father God, you bless your word this morning. Bless the teaching of your word. Uh, bless, Lord, I pray, the uh, Lord, uh, this Sunday school lesson. Uh, Lord, we're just going to be teaching precept upon precept, line upon line, expounding upon the precious word of God and I pray your blessings upon it Father I give you praise for the opportunity to stand for the word of God and Lord pray bless your children today give you praise today help our country today oh Lord help your people Israel I know your word says pray for the peace of Jerusalem pray that her warfare be accomplished and Lord uh, they're in one right now that I don't believe is going to go away. I do believe this one, Lord, is going to catch everyone off guard and how much it's going to uh, cost and how big it's going to get. But I pray you help America do what's right. Uh, I know, well, Lord, we've been uh, compromised, but I do believe this country still stands for what's right. I do believe, Lord, this country still has a heart. And I pray you help America to do what's right. Help Israel, Lord, to, to be able to defend themselves. I pray their enemies will fall before them. I pray their devices would fail. I pray, Lord, their lies would not be able to register as being true. 
And Lord, we thank you for whatever you do. Give you praise and glory. Ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Brother Donnie, would you please go back there and turn that heat either down or off? Okay. Oh, buddy, it'll get warm up here. Y'all don't want to smell me stinking. I stink bad enough as it is. Amen. Uh, we're in the book of Psalms this morning. Psalms. Uh, we've talked through Psalms before. But Psalms is one of them kind of books that's always needed. Uh, it's one of the kind of books that will help you no matter what you got going on. Uh, in this book of Psalms, most of them wrote by David. Uh, it's a man running. He's done nothing wrong. He's done right. And he's being persecuted. Uh, he told Jonathan, but a step between me and death. You know, it's bad enough to have problems, but it's bad when you ain't done nothing and you got problems. Amen. But the book of Psalms here, it'll help you if you listen to it. Psalms chapter number 1. And that very first word, blessed. I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed. And... Uh, Blessed here. Blessed is the man. And we're not trying to be gender specific here. In Christ there's neither male nor female. If you're in Christ, this, this fits you too. This pertains to you. Uh, it doesn't happen. It doesn't matter about the fact it says blessed is the man. It can be blessed is the woman. Uh, it can be blessed to whosoever. Donnie's favorite word there. Romans chapter 10 verse 13. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. But blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. We'll stop right there. Last word in that statement. Ungodly. The previous book to this book, the book of Job, God asked Job, or God asked Satan in the book of Job here, the Lord said unto Satan, verse 7, Job chapter 1, verse Satan, verse 7, the Lord said unto Satan, Which comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord, verse 7 of Job chapter 1, from going to and fro in the earth, and notice this, and from walking, up and down in it. That's what this is talking about. Don't, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. What's the first thing you think of when you think of ungodly? I mean, I'm a godly man because of Jesus. But I was of the devil. <laughs> before I met Jesus or before he got his way with me. And you know, I walked in the counsel of the ungodly. Not only would I listen to the counsel, but I'd add one even greater than what they told me. You know, I'd, I'd take it even further. And some of y'all might have nodded your head, you did it too, amen. amen. Yeah, I know we're not on Mars, we're still down here on planet Earth, amen. <coughs> but uh, we did, you know, in the workplace there, you know, we'd, we'd take it a little further. You think that's something? Let me tell you about this. You know, we'd go a little further than that. But uh, here, if you want to be blessed, it's not easy to do, I'll tell you right now. It's not easy to do. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of ungodly. He says, you know, I ain't going there. Uh, here's a good example. Noah built the ark, survived the flood, got drunk, laying there naked. His son Ham seen him, 
come out there and told these two brothers, Shem, Japheth, hey, Dad's over there naked. They put a garment and they backed up, covered the nakedness of their father. He finally sobered up, woke up. He put a curse on him. But he said, blessed is Japheth. And uh, I can't remember the other. Said it and I can't remember. Ain't that something? Canaan? No. Ham was Canaan. Let me just turn that. Shem. Shem. Yeah, I went brain dead there. I ain't got much brain to go dead. But you know, he put a blessing on them too. But he cursed Ham. He's the father of Canaanites. But uh, see, Cain, he went to his brothers and said, Hey, I seen dead over naked. He's drunk. You may see some of that too. I remember my pastor telling me his, his younger brother showed up at his house drunk. And uh, Derek's his name. And he showed up over there to kind of, you know, he was kind of jealous. Brother Rick, my pastor, kind of jealous, you know, that he got his life straightened out. He's pastor of church and he shows up over there and you may do this someday. But uh, you know he showed up over there drunk and saying all manner of things about his older brother. My pastor brought him in the house. Laid him down there on the couch, Sarah. Covered him up and kissed his cheek. You see? You want that blessing? Then you got to be Christ-like. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, how dare you show up on my doorstep drunk. Smelt bad. Sounded bad. Rick showed him the love of God. I, you know how I knew about that? Because his younger brother gave the testimony, not Rick. <coughs> Derek stood up and said, I showed up on his doorstep. I was drunk. I was, you know, well, I'm not going to use his words. I was disrespectful. He put it like that. I was disrespectful, but I wasn't expecting what I got in return. Don't walk in the counsel of God. This may not register with you, but if it could, you could be Christ-like. When I say you could be Christ-like, <clears throat> Let me explain that. In Isaiah 53, you don't have to turn there, just listen. When he was oppressed and when he was afflicted, he opened not his mouth. He didn't revile back. He was so silent that even Pilate marveled. So many people accusing Jesus. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. There's just some places I won't go. I'm sorry. I did before. Oh, I hung out with the best of them. Matter of fact, I had a pretty good reputation. Watch yourself around Eddie Wade. Uh, I kind of check in that category. I caused a lot of red faces. You ever see somebody you know that could uh, cut you to the bone? That was me. And uh, 
didn't know when to stop. Didn't know when to shut up. Heard a lot of people. That's why they couldn't believe God could save someone like me. Thank God he could. Amen. And I've got reservations now. I didn't have any before. But uh, blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Uh, God, this is describing me to a T. I was very confrontational. I was right and everybody else was wrong. You know, have you ever seen them kind of people? Man, oh man. But uh, the Lord here says, if you want to be blessed, don't walk in that counsel. Don't stand in that way. Nor setteth in the seat of the scornful. There's three words in this one verse. Ungodly, sinners, and scornful. And all three of them have significance here. Scornful. Boy, I could out... I could out condemn anybody. <laughs> no matter what they said about me, I could send it back tenfold, I guess. But uh, anyway, uh, the reputation I had at the factory changed. April 27th, 1988. And not only did I have to get used to the fact that Christ dwelt in here, but they had to get used to the fact that Eddie Wade never was going to be Eddie Wade that was before he got saved again. Now I want you to know there was a lot of them, buddy. There was a lot of them that wouldn't get on board. They watched the Eddie Wade. They was trying to find me doing something and you'll have to do the same. You'll have to be careful in everything. Because if they can find you doing something, here's the way this works. You see, when you get saved, people watch you. What they want you to do is do something wrong so they can say, I thought there was something to that. But when they see you doing right, it causes them to realize something happened and it's real. So if you can live up to the expectation of this verse right here, and you don't walk in that council anymore, you don't stand in that way anymore, and you don't, you know, you're not sitting in the sea of the scornful no more. Matter of fact, you're trying to find some way, say something good about somebody because they all look different than they did before. Amen. This verse is says so much here. But here, verse 2, let's go on, not stop verse 1. But his delight, mine used to be in getting drunk, using Eddie for example this morning. That was my delight, Brother Andy. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Man, they got to see him, Brother Eddie, with the Bible. Now you talking about turning some heads. They gave me the whole break room. But I will tell you this, it wasn't too long, Brother Andy. There was other Bibles in there. People coming there, and I kind of broke the ice, I guess you could say. And they, they got their Bible laid out there. Next thing you know, buddy, I mean, it got on in the break room. We was having Bible study in the break room. And there still was a council of the ungodly. We're having Bible study in the break room. It's got to start somewhere. God's always looking for someone he could use. Amen? Amen. But, uh, his delight, this blessed man, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. You know, I worked in the factory and we had day shift and night shift. It didn't change when I was on day shift with all the big wheels walking around. There's it in there, that little New Testament laying on the table. And they looked in it. They didn't come in there. Some of them did. 
That didn't stay, and I can tell you that right now. <laughs> but uh, it needs to be day and night. You know, I read my Bible early in the morning. I used to get up real early in the morning. One reason I do that, because the Bible says, they that sick me early shall find me. Another reason I do that, no phone calls, no destruction. It's perfect time. I used to get up early, and I do my praying. I do my Bible reading. And do my meditating on the Lord. But here, his delight is in the law of the Lord. I'm on my 20th time, which at the end of this year, I will have read my Bible through 20 times. And I'm embarrassed how little I know about it. But I know enough about it that, uh, you know, I can refer to some of those precepts, some of those passages I can refer to them when they're needed. And when I can't, I'm amazed at how God's able somehow in archives of my mind bring them to remembrance. The Bible talked about then the disciples remembered the word of the Lord. And you know, that's usually when you need it the most when God gives it to you. Amen. But uh, His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in His law doeth he meditate. That word meditate means he spent some time in it day and night. And here's the results of that. Verse 3. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You know, we're planted in his likeness. And uh, our roots should be rooted and grounded in the word of God. And if they are, I'll tell you right now, you ain't, you ain't going to be a pushover. You ain't going to fall. But uh, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. You know, I want to bring forth fruit. I want to bring forth good fruit. I want to bring forth as much fruit or even more fruit every year than I did before. I don't never want to become unfruitful. But this blessed man, he brings forth his fruit in his season. Now, you know, when you plant the seed, it don't come up overnight. It don't take it too long to come up. But even after it comes up, it's got to grow. And when it does grow, it comes to the point it comes fruit bearing. And uh, you know you are to grow. Peter said newborn babes in Christ desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. You need to grow. And the more you grow the more fruit bearing you'll become. But also notice this. His leaf also shall not wither. Now, I'm 70 years old. Everybody says I can't believe you're 70. Well I can. I'll tell you right now. Every time I look at that mirror I said ooh. I mean, I feel like 70, but I look like I'm 178, man. My eye, it was all out to here. I really enjoyed that revival up there at Oak Forest. I needed that revival probably more than anybody there. I really did. I needed that revival. But uh, Sarah was there. Patrick was there. That a while. It looked bad. And I've been on antibiotic. My wife, of course, Dr. Dottie. You take these. And, uh, you know, that is. You take it. I got Donnie on, on the apple cider vinegar I said, you drink that apple cider? He said, I'm drinking it. I'm doing it. It's like turning up whiskey. Take it, Chuck. Take it. If you have a problem with your blood pressure, my grandmother, white hair on her head, 
She said, I drink a spoonful of apple cider vinegar every day. Just keep my arteries clean. Life of the flesh in the blood. Your blood slows down. You're going to slow down. God said, I've given up on the altar. Make atonement for your souls. And he did. He, my blood don't save my life. Amen. He gave his blood for me. And the blood of his son Jesus cleaned us from all sin. But uh, my wife didn't give me antibiotics. And I've got to go to Dennis. I've got an abscess tooth right here somewhere. And uh, I kind of like to keep it. I told her, I said, well, if I get down to just one tooth, I hope it's a sweet tooth because I love candy. That's all I do is eat candy. <laughs> hey, you'll, you'll pay a price for it. I mean, I've got sacks full of candy out there in the car. Man, me and Donnie, we went hunted airheads yesterday. He had a pocket full of candy. And I had the truck stocked up with candy. But uh, you know here, his leaf also shall not wither. You know what? Uh, I'm not getting young, I'm getting older. If you do want to grow to be a ripe old age, do what this guy here did. He, uh, his delights in the law of the Lord, and in his law do he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That's a good place for a tree to be. Trees have got to have water to grow, Brenda. they got to have water to be able to bear fruit. Ephesians talks about the water of the word. We might be cleansed by the washing of the water by the word. This tree here is planted by the rivers of water. Boy, we got plenty of water. I'm telling you, glory to God. And since this man is a blessed man, he brings forth his fruit in his season. You remember Jesus came up there at that fig tree? And it wasn't a time for figs. And he's hungry. He came over that fig tree. There wasn't no figs on it. He cursed the tree that withered up and died. It's a picture of Israel. That's what it is. There's a lot of pictures of Israel in the Bible. Most of them are connected to trees. You know, the fig tree. <laughs> Learn the parable of the fig tree. Well, here, he bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf. Also shall not wither. Like I said, I can't believe it. I ain't got the what do you call it, crepe skin. My skin's still tight. Man, seventy years old. His leaf also shall not wither, and I really like this. And whatsoever he doeth, brother Andy, shall prosper. Now, boy, that's about as good as it gets right there. Them three verses there. If you just be mindful of those three verses. And uh, verse 4 talks about the other side of the coin. The ungodly are not so. But like the chaff which the wind driveth away. You know the ungodly. I was one for 34 years. I know that territory real good. I'll tell you it's kind of good to know both sides of this. I mean... I was very ungodly. My wife, she should have left me or shot me one of the two. I would not have put up on me. Y'all look at Eddie Wade after the Lord cleansed him up. She looked at Eddie Wade as he was before he got saved. I would not have put up on what she... That's why I love my wife so much. She put up with so much. Amen. She can't do no wrong in my eyes. Amen. Amen. I don't know how many times I come home barking like a dog drunk. She should have locked the house up. 
bring me back here to the bedroom, put me in bed, took me in. I don't understand that. She is saved. I wouldn't. But uh, I'll just like this verse right here. The ungodly, they're not blessed. They're not sold. But they're like chaff which the wind driveth away. You know, I, I fail so much. Yeah. I not only failed so much, I failed so much too. I was tossed to and fro. When you're ungodly, you don't really stand for anything. You just kind of go with the trend. Uh, our nation has become ungodly. People are losing their jobs today just because they don't agree with LGBTQ ways. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. But uh, doctors losing their license because they won't say we're male and female. They won't say that there's gender neutral. They lose their license. See that ungodliness. It's predominant in our country today. It's even got into some of the churches today. There, There's a Methodist church split right now over this very thing that I'm talking about. Brother, anyone, when the courts have been swayed, they rule a verdict that it can't be a court subject. That they can't go to court and get it resolved. You see, when the, when the ungodly are in, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 29, verse number 2, when the righteous ran authority, the people rejoiced, but when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. They, they can't even get their case heard. They can't even go to court. They won't even hear the matter because of this one word. Ungodly. Like the chaff which the wind drives away. They're not going they're not going to make it. They, they can't stand having done all to stand. They can't resist the devil. They're chaff. They can't stay in one place long enough to do anything. They're driven to and fro. That's what the devil said there in Job chapter 1 verse 7 going to and fro in the earth. Verse 5, Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Uh, I'm not going to stand alone, but I am going to stand in the judgment. I'm glad I've got a good lawyer. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad I've got an advocate, but he ain't never lost a case neither. I'll tell you that right now. Woo! It's good to have a good lawyer. I remember I did get in trouble. Pretty serious trouble when I was ungodly. And a uh, good lawyer makes a difference. I tell you that right now. I spent a night in jail. I wasn't innocent. But my parents sure did make me sound innocent. That's our boy. I remember being in that holding chamber in there. There wasn't, wasn't no place to sit down. I backed up in a corner and sit on my what do you call it? Your, your crotches or whatever. I sit on the back of my heels and I put my elbows on my knees. Now I put my chin right there and I slept back up in that corner while men were urinating throwing up and fighting right in front of me. Spent the night. Probably the best thing ever happened to me. 
I knew I didn't ever want to go back in there. I did go back in jail quite a bit, but it, it wasn't out of those terms. I went in there to plead with men about the love of God and about the mercy of God and about the salvation of the Lord. I've been in jails. I've been in minimum security prisons. I've been in maximum security prisons only to tell them about the love of God. But I was in this jail because I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing and got caught. And uh, it was good. I, I'm telling you the psalm that said it was good for me that I've been afflicted. Uh, there in Psalm 119 verse 78. For I was afflicted, I went astray. I know that thou and thy faithfulness has afflicted me. Sometimes troubles are good for you. I know we don't serve sinners no more on trouble. Amen. We got smash and grab now. Uh, and if you try to stop them, you lose your job. Explain that to me. I mean, store employee just tried to stop someone from taking merchandise out of the store and lost her job because she didn't step back and say, you want me to help you carry it out the car? <laughs> what a day we've come to live in where nothing's wrong. Unless you're a Christian now. Now, if you're a Christian, you better watch it. Because the deck's stacked against you. Remember this. If God be for you, Amen. who can be against you? To stay with Him. They threw Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego over the fire. And the old King Nebuchadnezzar looked over and after they killed the men that threw those boys in the fire. Young boys. He said, did we not throw three in? Shelley, he said, I see four. And the form of the four looks like the Son of God. And they were walking around. They hadn't done nothing wrong. But you know what? He's walking around. He's trying to keep them freezing dead down in that fire, trying to stay warm. Amen. <laughs> they threw Daniel, not in a lion's den, but in a den of lions. There were lions in there. He slept like a baby. The old king come up there. He's the one really got kind of got. Uh, he didn't really realize what he was doing when he signed that decree. And he kind of got caught up in that. But he fasted all night long and prayed for Daniel all night long. And he ran to that, that, that line or did a line the next morning, crying out with a loud voice, Daniel, is our God able? Daniel said, Live forever, O King. The Lord sent his angel. <coughs> Close the lion's mouths. But he went on to say, because I was innocent. He hadn't done nothing wrong. You can get in trouble for doing right, Annabelle. But it's the right kind of trouble. God be with you in it. He said, I was innocent. I didn't do anything. Stay innocent. That'd be my advice to you. He says here. The ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Why? Verse 6, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. You know, there is a day coming. We're all going to stand before God and give an account. Woo! Paul talked about that. He said, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, he said, We persuade men. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 31 it's a fearful thing yeah. fall in the hands of the living God 
You don't really pay much attention to you standing in front of him. Then you really realize you wish you'd done things like he said to do them. Amen. That day of reckoning is not that far off. Uh, we'll go to chapter 2 here. The very first words, kind of like the very first word of chapter 1. Chapter 1 starts out blessed. Chapter 2 starts out why? Boy, as a young boy, I can remember asking my mama, why? <laughs> you ever do that, Josiah? Why? Why are we doing this? Why does it take so long? Seems like it's child's main word. Why? Why? And uh, why is a good word for what the context of this verse right here says. Why do the heathen rage. You can't even drive down the road and not have somebody stick a fist. Somebody can get a flash water and get that washed on that door. We done got one. These, these are Baptist walkers. They're not as bad as them murder hornets and go over in Japan. But uh, why do the heathen rage? You can't drive down the road and somebody not blow their horn. Somebody not Shake their fist. Somebody not ride your bumper. You know, I, I noticed this morning, I try to be careful. I seen a car way down the road. I thought, surely, it'll be okay to pull out. No thing saved me, Brother Andy, was they turned in where I was pulling out of. Ten minutes of that, I knew I was going to be seeing a radiator in the rearview mirror. <laughs> you know what I mean? I remember listening to Noah Brockman preach. He's a preacher up in Somerset, Kentucky. He's a great preacher, Brother Noah Brockman. How's Micah this morning? You know On daddy's knee. <laughs> uh, Noah's up there preaching. He said, my wife says I do pretty good till I get behind the wheel. He said, she says, then I just lose it. He said, the sad thing is, he said, she's right. <laughs> It's something that driving can be a challenge. Just driving down the highway. Wouldn't it be something? I remember listening to the radio this week and they was talking about Henry Ford. They told him, they said, gasoline will never take the place of horses. There's always going to be horses. How discouraging that must have been. But thank God to have them out there underneath the hood. You know what I mean? When you want to pull a big trailer, you know, you got a bunch of stuff on it or Brother Andy and Sister Shelley bring this uh, a busload of children with them this morning. Hey, I, I'm not knocking horses. We may end up going back to them. Who knows what's down the road, amen? But uh, back when we did just have horses, I'm just going to suppose that there probably wasn't a whole lot of passing, probably a whole lot of waving. How you doing there, neighbor? How's everything going? You had time, you know, just going by each other, you know, to maybe uh, hopefully not take a shot at one another like the Hatfields and McCoys, amen? But why do the heathen rage? That's a, that's a legitimate question there. Now, Isaiah chapter 48, verse 22, it gives us a little bit of insight of why the heathen rage. It says, Thus saith the Lord, uh, there's no peace, said my God, to the wicked. There's something wrong. And they won't admit something's wrong. But since there is something wrong, 
They have no peace. Psalms chapter 119, verse 165, says, Great peace have they that love thy law. And he goes on to say this, shall he? And nothing shall by any means offend them. Boy, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Can you imagine going through a day and somebody just couldn't get you, uh, I guess, worked up, and you just singing in your heart, making melody to the Lord, and, and you were just enjoying the fact that you wasn't in the ground, and you was able to wake up that morning and smell the roses and hear the birds sing, and you was focusing all the good, and you, you couldn't dwell on anything going wrong. It takes great peace to do that. Yes. Great peace. Have they that love thy law, Brenda? Nothing shall by any means offend them. Yeah. Would to God that we could entertain that. Yes. Because that's why these heathen are raging. The least little thing. They'll cut your head off. The least little thing. They'll melt the barrel on the AK-47 or the Uzi. Or They've got so many weapons now I can't name them all. But when the heathen have the weapons... And they're already in a rage. It's because they don't have the peace of God. And when I say that, the Bible says, as much as life in you, and thank God I've got Christ in me, live peace with all men. Yeah. Donnie lost his stick yesterday. I tried to help him find it. <laughs> I found all kinds of stuff looking for his stick. <laughs> <laughs> It was a special made stick. It was made out of a piece of dried cedar limb and it had been smoothed down and shellacked and he stuck it in the ground but the ground wasn't able to keep it up and it fell down that field somewhere. I mean, you're looking at a hundred acre field. Well, guess what we seen while we was down there? Take a guess, Annabelle. Something up real high. Bird? What kind? I don't know. Big bird. <laughs> With a white tail and a white head. Eagle? Two of them. Mm -hmm. They screeched out and called me to look up. And I called Donnie on the phone. I said, Donnie, you see, you find one? I said, no, look up above me. Two eagles, six foot wings, playing up there, just soaring up there. And they making them eagle sounds, you know, what a sight. You can enjoy things like that. We forgot about the stick, we left it. We didn't have no choice. <laughs> We went, we went to Harper's. Probably wrap it up right here. I'm sorry. This is the longest I've ever been in a Sunday school lesson. We went to Harper's over there. I had put his stove in his house and hooked it up for him. He said, I'm going to buy you a steak dinner at Harper's. It took us three times to catch him open. You can only imagine how much I wanted that big old T-bone steak. We went over there and they brought us out two T-bones. And I mean, they were... 16 ounce T-bones and there was a baked tater sitting beside it and there wasn't no room nothing else on that plate they just laid the roll on top of the T-bone she walked off because we was talking about the Lord praying she forgot to leave us a fork now I want you to know two hungry boys don't wait on forks I was whacking on my T-bone I was putting my mouth my finger and I found if you need a baked potato with a steak knife, you got to be like a sailor, you know. Slide it up on that blade and put it in there and lift, lift it off there. But we enjoyed that steak dinner there. We didn't get in no rage. 
because we didn't get no fork. We made the best use of what we had. We eat with our fingers of steak and we eat them mashed potatoes with that steak knife. But why do the heathen rage? I'm going to tell you why they rage. They don't have Jesus. Amen. You know that big old raging storm? They had Jesus on board. But they had to go wake him up. And as ignorant a statement as it was, they said, Cast not, Master, that we perish. Jesus rose up and rebuked the wind and rebuked the waves, and there was a great calm. And there'll never be a great calm without Jesus. Yeah. Right. They missed the whole yeah. message. Yeah. They said, What manner of man is this? They couldn't even understand why there was a great calm. I've had a great calm in my heart now for 35 years. Brother Donnie, I'm so ashamed of those 34 years when I was in a rage. Yeah. I'm so ashamed of all the things I threw. I'm so ashamed of all the things I said. I'm so ashamed of all the things I broke. I'm so ashamed of it, but thank God it's different now. Amen. This heathen doesn't rage no more. Amen. Rest that verse says, and the people imagine the vain thing. I, I don't. Man, I've got Bible now to back it up. The more Bible I read, the stronger I get in the Lord. And the stronger I get in the Lord, the more I'm able to quit being a heathen, the more I'm able to keep bearing things that don't make no sense, things that are impossible to do anything with. I'm telling you, the grace of God will be there. You'll let Him. We'll stop right there. I probably could have stopped in chapter 1, but I did want to get to that verse. They've got a war going over in the Middle East right now. The only reason that war is going on is because they're heathens. Mm -hmm. They don't like the Jews because the Jews have Jesus. He's their chosen people as their God. And these others, I guess you can guess who their father is. Mm -hmm. It don't really take rocket scientists to know that. And they're killing their own people. The reason they're killing their own people is because their anger towards the Jews and God won't let them have no peace. We'll stop right there. Father, thank you for this lesson this morning. Amen.